Daniel, welcome. Thank I'm you. I'm excited about this. Um, I'm excited about this for many reasons. One, we are very similar age. We just discovered you're six months older than me. I probably look 30 years older than you. Yeah, but you've uh, got more cars than me, so it's okay. <laughs> and um, so I feel like, you know, when I speak to people similar age to me, you know, there's a, there's a certain amount of life experience we have and certain amount of knowledge that we can share with others. You are in a very interesting space. You are what I would call creative advertising, marketing, media space, which is really everything that every business needs to go from where they are today to the next level. Now, first question that comes to my mind. You have seen many businesses. You have seen many startups. Where do you think a lot of startups go wrong when it comes to placing their product or whatever the hell it is to market? Because you can have the best product in the world if you're not creative enough how you're going to place that product to market and who you're going to place it in front of, that might never be alive. Absolutely. What goes wrong with a lot of businesses when they're trying to grow, when they're trying to market themselves? It's a great question. And I think there's probably a couple of different answers depending on the stage of the life cycle of the business. So if you look at the, the really early stage startup where a lot of people go wrong is obviously product market fit, right? They come out with this idea that they think is going to be amazing. You know, their, their mum and their dad and their brother and their sister go, fuck yeah, this is great. I, I would absolutely buy this. Yeah. And they spend all this money doing all this work and then no one actually cares enough to, to buy it. Yeah. So obviously product market fit is the first place just from an overall commercial perspective that businesses go wrong. Um, while startups go wrong, um, but some bigger businesses as well. Then if you look at somebody that's got product market fit and they're wanting to really grow and scale, one of the places that they go wrong is they think their audience is everyone or they don't have a clear enough idea of who their actual audience is. And that means that they're just sort of, they're spraying, they're hoping that somebody will buy it. You know, spending the time, effort, um, and a bit of money up front to truly understand like who is your target audience who is really going to buy your product that way you can do a couple of things you can understand what else they like you can also understand from a media perspective where do they spend their time because different people of different interests different age groups um, some people watch a lot of free-to-air tv mm. Some people watch a lot of connected TV. Some people are on different channels from a, a social perspective. It really varies. And so many brands just throw money at, you know, think that any eyeball is a good eyeball. Mm. Um, but the money reality is it's product. not. And, and at the same time, for any business, I feel like we are living in the most amazing place when it comes to growing your business because the market is so open to go as wild as you want to go when it comes to marketing your product. Yes. But at the same time, I would also say we are living in the most dangerous time when it comes to how fast everything is moving. And as a company, um, I employ you know, 400 staff across all our, all of our businesses. As a company, I, I'm always thinking, shit, we better keep ahead with times that we are living in Otherwise, we're going to be left behind. And I see it all the time that a lot of businesses 
are still marketing their companies and they're still creative enough the same way they were 10 years ago. Anything that was done marketing 10 years ago is completely different today. Correct. 10 years ago, we didn't have a freaking TikTok or half of the social media that we have today. So, you know, how can any business stay ahead with time and not fall behind? It's not easy. It, it's actually pretty challenging. And I think it comes back to, for me, the leadership within that business and how committed to doing that are they really? It's so easy for businesses to say that they're committed to innovation. Um, it's prolific in the ad industry, right? Every agency says that they're an innovative agency committed to innovation. And the reality is, you know, um, my agency, Claxon, we just turned six and a half years old. And we probably spent the first five and a half years doing the same thing, which was uh, telling everybody we were committed to innovation. But in reality, we were, we were falling behind because everything moves so quickly. Especially in the day and age we're living now. Absolutely, it's moving so fast. And it wasn't until we missed out on winning a big piece of work and they actually said to us, the reason you didn't win was because we didn't feel you were innovative enough. Mm. And that really kind of was a painful lesson, but a really good lesson. Um, and off the back of that, we did something internally. We formed a formal innovation lab. And that's really helped us stay at the head of the game. Like a lot of stuff with creative AI, mm. we're very much sort of at that bleeding edge. However, if you tie it back to most businesses, it really is that, in my view, that leader's commitment to innovation, not just in theory, but actually put something in place to make sure that whether it's a, a training budget for key staff, um, you know, whether it's a, a dedicated uh, hour a week on a, on a Tuesday for professional development, there's got to be some sort of commitment, I believe, um, from those business leaders to, um, to stay even at pace with the game because it does move so quickly. But see, you are in a very interesting business, which I think is much harder than most companies. Like for example, if you have a real estate company, you are becoming expert in that field, in real estate field. Yeah. Or if you are running accounting business or whatever the business is, most businesses you are becoming expert in that field. You are in a business where 100 different companies come to you. So I'm assuming, you know, I was reading a lot about your businesses. So you would have a hospitality client come to you, could be real estate client come to you, could be different fields that come to you and you're looking for answers. Mm -hmm. So you have to become an expert mm -hmm. in every field. So it's not just, okay, I, I know how to get properties, you know, how to list properties and I know how to market them, I know how to sell them. So that's running a real estate business. But with you, you, you really have to become expert and listen in all different fields. Don't you know, do you see it a lot harder that way? Because I got a feeling you, you have to be expert in everybody else's business. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And there's no doubt that I picked a really fucking hard route. No shit. You know, <laughs> because <laughs> I'm thinking like, fuck me. Because 
you know, for any business, you know, it's very hard to become good at something. Even know? one thing. Right? One thing. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. It's very hard to become extremely good at one thing. But how the fuck do you become? Because you have to be expert because anybody, if I want to grow my businesses and if I come to you, I come to you for one fucking reason, for you to find the answers that I can't find myself. So, yep. hey, Dan Daniel, how can we grow my business more? How can we get more business? How can I get my name out there? So then I'm putting pressure on you for you to become a fucking expert in my field mm -hmm. that I've been in it for 100 years. Yep. Become expert. So from business point of view, various businesses, um, uh, I feel like you have walked into a fucking fire <laughs> That do you know what I mean? I, I know exactly what you, you mean. It's, it's like you got to be on your toes constantly. So not alone, every business is, is, you know, when I say we are living in a dangerous space because with tech and everything else, you know, that's, that's happening right now, if we are not, you know, moving with the time, we're going to fucking fall behind. So, you know, in my companies that I have, I'm going to pick real estate in this, you know, one of our companies. Um, uh, we are constantly focused. How do we stay ahead? But people then come to you and say, hey, fucking, I really want to be ahead. Correct. So, you know, you, I need you to become expert in my field that I've been in for 20 fucking five years. You have, you've been in it for zero time. Yep. And I need you to tell me my answers. And that's literally the expectation that they have. And if you I, take my money, I expect you to give me answers. I, absolutely. And they, they, they want absolute performance for that money. Yes. We've had so many conversations over the years about... Why the fuck don't we just specialize in a particular niche or a particular industry? And we've tried, we've gone right. We're only going to take clients in this particular industry, in finance or, or in sort of travel and tourism. But it just hasn't played out like that. Mm. And as you know, sort of um, as a businessman, when you get a great opportunity knocking on your door, it's very hard to go, oh, well, thanks. Mm. You know, that would be really impactful for our business. Um, but no thanks. So, you know, for us, we sit across about 40 different industries yes. and they vary wildly from plastic surgeons to global hotel groups to companies like Binance. Mm. And I wouldn't do it like that again. If I could go back in time, yes. I wouldn't because for all those reasons that you just said, it's really fucking hard. Yes. Um, but then again, um, I always say to... To all the, all the guys that are working for me, the art, in my mind, and I'm not in your field, um, the art of marketing is understanding what end user wants. Correct. That's connectivity. Is. Correct. Right? And at the same time, as much as I think your business is so hard, at the same time, maybe it's better that you're not expert in every field because then you're looking at it from consumers point of view from their eyes do you know what i mean of course so you know first thing that you know when I, when I train my staff i always tell them who gives a fuck what you think what the end user that's thinks right. that's what we need to be working towards specifically even through my property development company i don't think i ever built a house that i love you know every time we are in a, right now i got you know some properties that are worth 20 million bucks some eight or ten and, um, and most of the properties I don't like, but I don't build them for myself. I, I, you know, we develop them for the market. So I need to understand what the end user wants 
and create product that can suit that. So in your field, I think, you know, as long as the team understands what market wants, then you find whatever fits. And at the same time, I also think the reason why I always don't mind going to advertising and marketing agency and media companies, because it's always good to get somebody else's point of view. Of course. To see stuff from the outside. You know, I always talk about being a rugby player. When you're a rugby player, you don't know where the fuck you're going half of the time. You're just running. person that can really see what's happening on the field is the coach sitting there. Correct. You know, you can say, hey, move stuff around so you can be better and we can win the game. And you definitely, you know, pick industry where it's so... I would thrive in it because in my mind, like, you got to be, you know, so far ahead of the game to tell any of your clients to be in the game. Yeah, it's um, everything you said is absolutely correct. It, it's a very exciting industry because of the pace. Yes. And I think there's a few fundamental things. Ultimately, whether it's a plastic surgeon seeking more clients or a global hotel company seeking more clients, is really about what you said before, understanding what does the end user want, understanding that true advertising, true brand is really about connectivity. And, you know, humans are also quite predictable. So there are definitely, you know, some of the same traits that flow through. And our job is really to, to understand how do we need to tweak that inner human nature mm for this particular brand you know what are the end users care about how do we connect with them and brands obviously about you know how those customers feel about you versus what they think about you and also how it makes that customer feel about themselves owning your product you know for you you've got you know unbelievable vehicles right definitely a car guy very envious but it's also about you know the pull of brands like Lamborghini and Rolls Royce and um, and Ferrari aren't just about having beautiful products, which they do. Um, but it's also about what you feel that says about yourself mm. as the end user when you buy that product. Absolutely. You know, and that's what we that's what we do. I tell you, the diversity has made it really interesting from a learning perspective for my own um, sort of commercial understanding because getting to see so many varied businesses over so many years has been uh, great for myself, you know, and I do a little bit of advisory here, there and everywhere. And that's been really helpful just to give a bit of a different perspective. Dealing with 40 different industries... What industry do you feel is in danger when it comes to the times that we are living in now? Like, for example, you know, um, if somebody asked you this question and Blockbuster was live, danger for them was everything being fucking online and them dying in two years and not existing today. Um, uh, and, and I feel like Blockbuster, and I think it was Video Easy or whatever it was back in the day, yep. a lot of... Um, young people that are watching this that would be like what the fuck are you guys talking about <laughs> yep. we didn't have um uh, videotapes and um uh um, and dvds um uh, but you know people our age so i feel like if blockbuster was you know feeling the heat around the corner maybe there would be netflix today instead of i don't think they exist today do you know what i mean of course 
what businesses or what industry do you feel like is under threat? That's a great question, but that's such a hard question to answer yeah, because, know. you know, if it's we, mine, so I can get fucking out of it yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> we don't know what we don't know, right? And at the time, I think if you spoke to a lot of people, you know, for us, when we were renting DVDs, if you said to us, hey, there's this product that allows you to sort of click through and watch whatever you want and you pay a subscription service or somebody came to us and, and said, hey, don't worry about taxis. You're going to be able to, people are going to be able to drive their own cars yes. and come pick you up. We may or may not have said, that's fucking weird. Like, who the fuck would do that? Do you know what I mean? So, And now the largest taxi, taxi company in the world is fucking an app. That's right. Or largest it's, restaurant in the world is Uber Eats. The first time I ever got told about Uber, I went, that's fucking stupid. Who on earth is going to use that? You know? Well, at, at the time, I think, I can't remember who it was. Could be my partner. I can't remember who it was. Um, that would be, I don't know, six, seven, ten years ago. I can't even remember when Uber came out. Anyway, she was telling me that she was in New York for a couple of days with her cousin, and she said, we're catching a Uber. I was like, don't fucking go in Uber. Don't get in the car with a stranger. Get a taxi, you know what I mean? Without realizing Uber is actually safer because mm -hmm. you got everything, all the history about the driver and so on. So I am like, so what I did then, I made a consulate. I got my PA at the time to find a fucking driver, for driver to pick her up, drive anywhere they wanted to go and wait for them instead of uber was actually safe so i was just be falling behind myself i literally had the exact same conversation with my ex-wife mm. um when uber was out she was in the uk on business and she sent me a message and she's like i'm going to catch an uber i said exactly the same thing don't get in the car with a stranger you don't know who it is i called her and at the time she was like, oh, well, I'm going to catch one anyway. Yes. I made her stay on the phone with me yes. the entire trip just to make sure she didn't get abducted. And now we're all using it. We all use it. Which is funny. There's so many people I see um, when they catch taxi these days because they're using Uber so much, they, they, they would get taxi and when taxi stops, they will just walk out of the taxi and keep walking. And then you hear taxi driver yelling, hey, Come back and pay. Because obviously with the Uber, you know, yep. when you when Uber stops, you just walk away and it charges your credit card straight away. Times are different. So do you feel that I, I feel I know I didn't answer your question. No, no, no. I know. I, I, I think, you know, in my mind the way I'm answering that question that every business is in danger if you're not keeping up. Yeah, that that's absolutely true. That's really important. Things are moving so quickly. Um, AI is, is really important um, and a lot of people are fearful of AI taking their jobs but it also creates a lot of opportunity for people to utilize AI to do their jobs more effectively but to come back to your original question you know one of the if you said what sort of businesses are in danger what I found through my experiences businesses and industries with really low barrier to entry and that could be something like apparel you know what's hot can just change so fucking quickly because there's no barrier to entry so um those sorts of brands even the big ones that aren't incredibly defensible um that can be risky but any business not keeping up with innovation 
is um, at risk of getting taken over by somebody that is innovative, that knows somebody with money or can just go raise two, five, 10, 20 mil. And you know, success loves speed, right? Mm. So it, it's really easy to get overtaken. And if you take the, the slow route and you've built a, a great business over five years, six years, you can be overtaken in 12 months with somebody favoring speed over mm. perfection and somebody that has some money behind them. A hundred percent, which is interesting. A lot of startups, they, they're just starting their business they didn't put $2 in it. They're trying to raise, you know, million, five or 20. And, um, you know, the next danger is, hey, if you haven't put fucking any of your own money in, of course. if you haven't put any hard work in, and then you want me to take the risk on your behalf, oof, I question that too. Dealing with so many businesses and watching different businesses succeed and do well, if you have to get yourself out of the business that you are in now, person who has seen different companies do well and not so well, mm -hmm. which industry and which business would you get in? So I would not be in the time for money business, the mm. professional services business. Yeah, yeah, you're is, selling time. I'm selling. So we're selling time for money. Yeah. And where that fucks things up is you're because kept. if I want to scale dramatically, if I want to like yeah, triple my revenue, I've got to scale my more. people. And today, and it's today, not easy to find good talent. It's so hard to find good talent. So I wouldn't get in the, I would make sure it was not professional services, nothing to do with time for money. Um, for me, my next two things are probably two sides to that answer. Uh, one, tech is very appealing because of your ability to disproportionately scale. Um, but for me, it's also not just all about making money. It's gotta be having fun and making money. So if it was me personally, um, I've always wanted to have my own vodka brand. Mm. But with a- A lot of even celebrities now, they're getting into alcohol business full stop. A lot of people getting into alcohol. Um, for me, that's kind of the epitome of have fun, make money. And I'm about halfway through that process now. I would get into tech. It would be something in tech. Um, I couldn't business tell you exactly can scale. what. A business that you can scale without having to scale your cost base proportionately. Mm. And a business not so reliant on people. People are, people are both the most important thing within a business, but they're also the weakest link mm. as well. So I would find something that sort of covered all of those. Do you deal with many startups within your business? We only work with well-funded startups. Yes. Otherwise, it's just too hard. You know, if somebody's yes. wanting to put up, you know, for, for us, if we deal with a client, um, they may have, you know, five mil a year as an advertising budget. When you're dealing with somebody that has 5,000 as an advertising There's budget. There's so much you can do. You know, there's not much you can do. And the value of that dollar to them is so much higher. Yes. It, it actually becomes so much harder. So we don't do pure startups uh, unless they're well-funded and they've got the ability to sort of grow and scale, you know, because mm. that's ultimately what we do for our clients. But there's got to be something there. There's got to be product market fit 
Um, otherwise, it's just really fucking hard, and we don't want to burn someone else's money. A hundred percent. We want them to do well. You know, better Correct. than do more. They're going to end up using your product, you know, in the future as well, or your business in the future. What would you say? Seeing different businesses, I feel like you're almost like a freaking psychologist to businesses because you go into the businesses and and you kind of walk into the business and say, "Fuck." You know, this is what we need to do better so you can get more business, really. Yep. That's What's right. the common mistake you think business owners make from your, from your perspective? They forget about the importance of people. Any business, no matter whether it's a tech business or a services business, any business is only as good as its people. Mm. And I've come across a lot of businesses where the leaders they forget that and they focus exclusively on making money. Um, they don't care about the people side and, and you can do that and that works for a little while, but it ends up catching up with you and ends up biting you on the ass. Mm. So not as much of a focus on, on people and that's not about paying people way more than they're worth, um, but it's about having the right people in the right roles and my belief is taking a genuine care around them as employees and, and realize, you know, when I, when I interview a potential employee, I'll always say to them right at the beginning, listen, I'm aware that this is a 50-50 interview and you are interviewing me and our company thing. just as much as we're interviewing you. Uh, and for, you know, most candidates, that's really refreshing mm. So I think it's just you got to make whole, sure they fit as well for your business. You got to make sure that you got to make sure they fit, um, and you've got to fit them as well. So I think it's the people thing that a lot of people get get wrong. I'm 44, you're 45, very similar age. Yesterday, I was 27. Day before. I was celebrating my mate's 18th birthday and I was wearing this fucking ugly creamy suit. <laughs> but I remember it so well. I remember my 27th birthday, which was yesterday. That's how it feels. And then I remember that friend's birthday, his name is Oggy, his 18th birthday when I was 18. And that 26 years ago. That 26 years, a lot has happened, and I'm assuming your life as well. But at the same time, blink of an eye. Time goes fucking fast. Yes. Anybody that is starting any fucking business, what advice would you tell them? Would you give them? Because those 26 years, I'm assuming for you as well, 18 yesterday, both of us, not knowing what the fuck is happening in the world, half dead. What I mean, half <laughs> dead. If we get to live, true. if we get to live to age ninety, chances are fucking not fifty-fifty. You yeah. don't know when we're gonna die. The bullet, bullet that's gonna kill us has already been fired. So we don't know. But at the moment, sitting here where we are, half of the life is fucking gone. Really, it is. Because after age of ninety, fucking. Who wants to be here anyway? Big, 
you know, my business partner thinks he's going to live till 130. I was like, why the other one will be fucking 120 Fuck. years old? And I can't run, I can't. Yeah. I can barely drive with my cars fucking now, not alone when I'm 120. <laughs> but the reality is time goes fucking fast. Yes, it does. What advice would you have anybody facing what we have faced? And they are 20 years old. I'd give them a couple of pieces of advice. For me, and this is sort of stepping out of business more into what I believe as a person. I believe the meaning of life is happiness. Mm. That's what I, what I believe. All the other shit's nice, the cars, is houses, relevant. the money. If you're miserable, fuck, this is just pieces. It doesn't metal. matter, right? We're here for such a short time. You know, I turned 45, two, uh, what's today? I turned 45 yesterday. Yesterday was my birthday. Um, my mum died unexpectedly from, from cancer at 52. You're not far from it. Seven years time. So it's not far from it. So for me, I think that so many people go through life just not being fucking happy. And that could be uh, the job that they're in. It could be the house that they live in. It could be their relationship. It could be the way that they look, they're, they're fat, they don't fucking like it, but they're too lazy to get off their ass and do something about it. They're unhappy. So for me, my advice would be happiness is the most important thing. In a business sense, I would say, um, try to, and, and this is sort of not unique advice, but find what you enjoy doing and do your very best to be as successful as you can doing that. Because as we know, business is fucking hard. To this day. Business is war. And anybody that says otherwise doesn't is, know what they're talking about. Or they're in a business. That's right. It's, it's fucking war. And that's irrespective of the size, the industry, how successful somebody is. Well, I it's, think the bigger, bigger you get, bigger the fucking war is. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people don't know that. And it's hard. And I think where, where most people fail from a, um, being an entrepreneur or starting their own business is they give up because it gets really fucking hard. And it makes it easier to keep going if you're enjoying what you're doing. Mm. If you're just doing it because you saw some fucking cool idea on TikTok or you thought this is a great idea to make money, but you don't give a shit about it. It's really hard to keep pushing through when it gets really fucking tough. I think um, challenge that a lot of young entrepreneurs are facing today, most people, let's say two of us, we come up with an idea, whatever the idea is. So the level of excitement is high. Energy is high. Enthusiasm is high. The difference is two of us starting it at this age with so much experience behind our back, we know that, you know what, as big as and as excited as we are and as good as our energy is, the reality is we are working with a state of mind. We get a fucking hustle. Whatever yep. we think, it might not be that way. We want to have a $10 million revenue first 12 months. We might only have fucking 250 grand yep. and we got 30 grand in our fucking account. Yep. You know, we... We, having that experience, we can be prepared for that. 
challenge that a lot of young individuals are facing with their first business. They maybe save a little bit, they're going in a business potentially with their mate, excitement to the level, first day business open, nobody's using the product. Or website could be launched, there's two people on it, and one of them is their mom, and the second one is their <laughs> fucking cousin. And they're not, definitely not buying your product. So then I think the challenge they, they have is they see their disappointment. Instead of working on the device, how to be more creative or how to do something better, let's do easy thing. Walk away. Shut down. Nothing easier than give up. We can shut this interview right now saying, fucking, it's too hard to keep talking, to think about it. Just finish. Easiest thing to do is to finish something, is to give up. Correct. Easiest. So I think that it's a skill on its own, you know, having that mental strength going all the way. And, and one advice I always have to any individual, journey is going to be fucking hard as fuck. But learn how to enjoy every part of the journey, including the hustle, the grind, the, the everything. I mean, right now, I really have every car I can think of for myself. You know, I can sit into different Lamborghinis, Bentleys, Ferraris, I don't even fucking know what I have. And a lot of people, they make mistake. They think, oh, Mila, I can't wait till I'm at your level where I have all that. I was like, no, 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 fuck this. To me, my juice was the hustle from the bottom to the top, because guess what? That was a 20 fucking five year hustle for me to say I'm here today, mm -hmm. because if I only wanted to work for my end result, I would be miserable for 25 years. To be happy then, or maybe I'll die tomorrow. Who knows? Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So that fucking hustle, that's my juice. You know, that's my juice. And that's something that, that a lot of individuals need to learn as well. You know what came to my mind before? Um, I wonder, like all of us right now, we are living our life not knowing when we're going to die. Because nobody wants to fucking know if you're going to die in two years or two months or two mm -hmm. days, right? So we are living a life not thinking about the death. You know, in our mind, we are planning, you know, yourself and myself, we're expanding our businesses, doing whatever the fuck we're doing because there is life in front of us. I wonder, would all of us do things differently if we know there's a time limit? Absolutely. Fuck yes, we would. You know, I mean, if somebody says to us, hey, you two old fucks, you got five years and 34 days, or you got two fucking years to live. Wonder, what would you do differently besides planning our own fucking funeral? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes. What would we all fucking do differently? Because I'm telling you, if we have the time frame, hey, we already have a time frame. The time frame is we're going to die. That's one thing for sure. But then who fucking knows? But the reality is, you know, if we all have that fucking deadline, maybe everybody would wake the fuck up and love more, give more, do more. You know what I mean? Not waste time or whatever the fuck it is. You know, so maybe we, we all uh, fucking need to learn. Um, uh, obviously, we, you know, we should always know the value of one life, but maybe we should have a, in our head that, hey, fucking, there's a time limit here. Wake the fuck up and do something. I agree. I literally had this conversation with my girlfriend last night about my mum. Yeah. You know, I was like, seven years time out of the blue, you know, she passed away, 52. I'll be there in seven years. And I said to her, I need to fucking do more faster. I need mm. to not fuck around because even though I hope that I live past 52, mm. 
who fucking knows? I might not even make it another two months. And I hope that's not fucking true. But like you, for me, the enjoyment comes from the hustle and the journey. Mm. And when I, when I was a lot younger, I used to think, I think as a lot of like people do when they're just sort of starting out, it all used to be about the destination. If I do this, then I can be rich and I can have this car and that car and I can have a nice house and I can live here. It was always about the destination at the expense of the journey. Um, and what you're talking about is what I truly believe as well. The destination is never gonna be what the fuck you think it is. It's always gonna be different no matter how well you plan. And if you can do something to enjoy the journey, that's what's really important. Look, you know? I always say that, um, interesting when I think about my journey, my journey was head down, bum up. And this is a conversation that I have with my friend, Simon Beard, constantly. I feel like we had a conversation the other day for like 15 years. I said to Simon, for 15 years, he was in trenches. He was like, fucking work. I said, for 15 years, I bet you didn't even know if it's a fucking blue sky outside, raining, daylight, nighttime, Monday, Wednesday, Sunday. And not because you're just so fucking focused. And that was me for so long. The mistake with that is, and I always say to people, head down, bum up, fucking keep grinding. But at the same time, you got to lift your head up a little bit because one thing for sure, clock doesn't stop fucking ticking. Mm -hmm. Time keeps going. So if you don't fucking learn how to breathe, the life will just fucking pass by. And, and one thing that one beautiful gentleman always said to me about seven years ago, I was always just fucking go, just go, go. And he said to me, Mil, you need to learn how to smell the roses. Because with me, I don't think I ever walked. I was always running. That's why I love New York. Because in New York, every time I'm in New York, I feel like fucking everybody's walking with a purpose. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not just take it easy, you know. But now, you know, I just took my top um, 10 real estate stuff to, um, to Europe for two weeks. And, um, and I wanted to walk like a tourist. You know, one of those lazy walks, you're like you're walking, barely fucking moving, smell the air. Oh, you know what? That's fucking nice street. That's a nice hotel. You know, water is really blue. It's clear here because all my life I was just, I can guarantee you there are some fucking cities and countries I've been through. And if you ask me, did you be into that country? I would say I have no fucking clue. Because always go, go, go. So I think also the art is, is fucking learn how to breathe as much as you want to fucking run. Yeah. Because life I, will I pass. totally agree. It's hard though. No right? shit. Because that, the thing that makes it difficult for people with our personality type to do that is the thing that drives us to be so successful mm. in the first place. So it's almost working against sort of that that true nature but i also you know believe that it is really important it's just not always easy to do in practice no 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 i look you know um, everything comes down to you know us perfecting our own craft and also life living is a fucking craft how do we um get it better question why should businesses use company like yours 
a couple of reasons. Um, the first reason is trying to do everything internally from a, let's call it a, a, a marketing advertising perspective. You, you may get a, a team of, I don't know, say you've got a, a bigger business and you even have a team of three or four in your, in your marketing department. That's cool, but who's really driving them to learn more, be better, and what else are they seeing outside of just their own little bubble of your business yeah. to teach them how to think differently and do better? Whereas, you know, an agency like Claxon, somebody can come to us, it costs them less than having an internal team, but instead of having four people in this little bubble, you know, they get 35, 40 people that have the experience we were talking about earlier across all these different industries. And that just gives them a different viewpoint that this internal team doesn't have. And not just that, you know, I'm assuming in your business, you hire the best. Correct. And if I'm hiring- Well, we try to, you know. We all try to, of course. But if I'm starting, if I'm hiring somebody in specific field that you're already in, um, I'm not be getting the best because most, you know, with you, you go to the process of employing those people, selecting them, instead of me just getting somebody who might not have the same knowledge that, you, that your business does. I think now more than ever, it's important that businesses are reaching out to people that are expert in their field, like yours, because the times are moving so fast, if you don't reach out and ask for really help, how can I stay relevant? How can I thrive? If they don't, it might be too late by the time they do reach out. Yeah, absolutely. One of the hard things is because there's no barrier to entry in the advertising world, you get Sally who's just finished her 10-week online course through Google or through Facebook and she spends 50 bucks on Fiverr to get a website done. And then suddenly she's out there in the market talking about being this um, advertising agency and being able to do sort of X, Y, Z. And one of the challenges is for businesses and brands looking for like a true partner, it's really fucking hard mm. to know who knows what they're talking about and who doesn't. And I'll give you a, sort of a, an example of this. For me, um, when we're about two years old, I was like, right, Gold Coast, there's a million different agencies. Mm. And there was no one that was of any size or anyone really sort of notable. So I thought, right, what if I can look to consolidate the Gold Coast market and acquire all these tiny little sort of micro mm. agencies and you know, basically bring everybody together in what's sometimes called like aqua hire, bring everybody together, consolidate the Gold Coast market and spin it up to be this real powerhouse. And I remember I reached out, did my, did my research, reached out to about 30 different agencies, spoke to 15, and I looked under the hood of the top 10 the top 10 agencies on the Gold Coast at that time. It was a car with no engine in it. There was a, that's right. <laughs> it, it was exactly right. You know, yeah. it was one or two people 
that were outsourcing stuff to the Philippines um, or to South America. You know, they're like, oh, we've got 20 people. They had fucking three people. One mm. of them was their brother. Mm. And they're just sort of putting it all out there. So the, the really tough thing about this industry is so many people have been burnt. When we turned three, we did a, um, a survey of all of our clients, which at that time, they were lower value clients. I think there was about 60, 70 clients at the time. And we asked them how many advertising agencies had they been with before they started working with Klaxon. And it was 5.6. I'll never forget that number. 5.6 before they came to Klaxon. Um, and some of them have just had the worst experiences. So it's hard for brands to know who the fuck to trust. Hmm. That's one of the challenging things about our industry. I think a lot of um, just businesses in general um, always say it's fucking hard to get a client in any business, whatever the business is. But then there's a second job keeping it absolutely you know because two of us doesn't matter what business we are in you know you fight to get a client because client pays the bills at the end of the day and helps the company grow but then the challenge comes is how do i keep delivering how can my client do better so he stays with me instead of hey I'm, i got no results i'm walking away mm-hmm. which is also a challenge you know in any business that we have to make sure that we actually find clients that they can survive as well because you can do the best marketing in the world launch any kind of business the best possible way but if the moron is running the fucking business even your hard work will go to the toilet yeah there's always the balance of and that's the beautiful part of the business we are always walking into unknown and i guess that's another good part about life it is daniel it's been pleasure I love having Emil, you. I love you. having interesting conversation and yours has been definitely fascinating. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Thank you. Cheers.